0: Hello, raw beauties. I hope everybody is having a beautiful day wherever you are. I had the best weekend and spent a lot of time outside. It was beautiful and sunny, and we're at the end of COVID times, and the lake was popping off. And I couldn't help, obviously, but look around and see the women who were there. And I have to tell you, there were so many different types of bodies. Almost every single woman that I saw had lines, cellulite, a few bumps here and there, and I just couldn't help but think how normal it was and yet how so often in the conversations that I'm having behind the scenes, I'm hearing about the insecurity that we feel around these things when it comes to ourselves. So I just wanted to remind you that nobody's body is perfect. Summer is here. We've had the most crazy year. Don't miss out because you're zoomed in on the little tiny. Things that likely nobody else will notice or care about. Get out there and live your life. Keep perspective on these things. I know it can be challenging, but if you're here listening to this podcast, I know that you want more than to be held back and bound by your body. So get out there. Get out there. I promise you won't be the only one who has a thing that you're thinking about. Today's guest could not be more perfect for this time of year. Her name is Karina Irby. She has created a cult following around her bikini line, Moana Bikini. She's an absolutely incredible woman. I think everybody needs to go immediately and follow her, whether you're on Instagram or TikTok. We're talking a little bit about how she decided and why she decided to launch her bathing suit line. We're diving into a conversation about body confidence. She shares her story of struggling with eczema, quite severe eczema, all over her legs that led to flare-ups and itchiness and sores and bruising even. She talks a little bit about how she's overcome that to show up on Instagram as somebody who now has, I think, over 1.2 million followers. We also dive into a little bit of chit-chat about Pinterest and this bold new move that they just announced last week. So all the things, hang on to your seat. Remember as you're listening, if you're enjoying the conversation, to just click the little link and send it on over to a friend. Help spread Karina's incredible message. I just want to say I am blown away by you And everything that you have created and brought into this world, it is so needed. And you're like such a boss over there building this Moana empire. Thank you. Where did it all start? Can you tell our audience, if they are not familiar with you already, a little bit about yourself
1: Absolutely. Well, wow. Thank you for that awesome intro. My head right now is actually getting a little bit too big for my shoulders, so it's kind of hard to sit up straight. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm going to keep blowing it up because it's really amazing. Thank you. Yeah, Moana, it's it's been 10 years in November this year, so it has been a long and wild journey. I started Moana back when I was a tiny little girl, and it actually just started off as a hobby for me. I was really struggling to feel confident in my own skin. I suffer chronic eczema and especially when I was younger I was just kind of covered from my torso down in eczema which kind of just looks like a lot of raw sores and open rashes and and things like that. I also grew up in a small coastal town and I was a little surfer girl so naturally bikinis are like my second skin. I used to feel very self-conscious putting them on because of my eczema and also my body shape. I was always a bit of a curvy girl. And I always found that if I wore like a full brief bottom. And back then, here in Australia especially, that's all you could get. So every time I put it on, I was like, wow, I'm covered in X, Y. And it kind of looks like I pooed my pants. Because <laughs> it gets so <laughs> saggy in the bum. <laughs> uh,
0: You're uh, like, not this is not the look that I'm going for right now. Hold on, how old body. are you now? I'm 31. So this is like you, 21 years old. You started this company. Absolutely. Okay. So you're like 19, 20 years old. Yes. Which is interesting. Not feeling good about the bathing suit situation.
1: Not at all. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. So I would even wear wetsuits and not a bikini because I just wanted to cover up my body. I was so embarrassed and I was getting teased at school about it. So it was just like a big whirlwind of emotions. And that was maybe when I was 16, 17. Once I finally, I guess, moved away from my small country town and I got a bit more of a feel for myself, this is where I was like, you know what? I would love to start up my own swimsuit line and it wasn't even a business plan. Money didn't even occur to me. I just wanted to produce amazing swimwear here in Australia and I wanted to meet girls through like Facebook groups and we could all share our love for surfing and bikinis. It didn't matter what size, what age, our skin color, anything. Like we could just love the beach, love our bikinis and all be obsessed together and talk about it because I was really struggling to find these things back in my early twenties. So That's when I started Moana and we just started it on Facebook and it just took off instantly. It was actually ridiculous. I dropped my first lot of bikinis. They sold out very quickly to the point where I was crying. I was like, oh my God, wait, what happened? What is going on? (laughs) And this was all from like the grassroots
0: connections that you made in Facebook groups. It wasn't like you launched with this insane plan and you had investors and you had or maybe you did, but it sounds like so much of it was just through connecting with other women.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I did try to give you the short version, but the extended version was, (laughs) I was working in retail at the time and I actually got let go of this job. I was really upset and heartbroken about it because they were like my only friends. It was like quite a community. And this is where my dad came in and said, well, mate, like you always wanted to start up swimwear. Like why don't you just start up swimwear? And I'm like, well, dad, like, I don't know the first thing about business. I mean, I don't have a degree in that. I haven't studied it. I know nothing. And I was like, but it would be fun to do as a hobby, just sell bikinis to girls and, you know, make friends. So I actually reached out to a wholesaler over in Hawaii and they were extremely happy for me to sell their suits here in Australia just to help get their name out there more. And e-commerce pretty much didn't really exist back then. Like, only to a tiny scale. Um, And those people were like, you know, the big well-known brands that we still probably all know and shop from. So for somebody like me to just weasel in, it was just weird, unheard of. I didn't even think of it in a business kind of strategy at all. And my dad actually loaned me $800 to buy my first set of swimsuits and to help make my website And after that, I just spent a lot of time on YouTube, Google, putting together my website, figuring out all that kind of stuff, got the bikinis, did a very low-key photo shoot and launched the bikinis on the website. And then I've just been talking about it in Facebook ever since. And it all just took off just because Facebook and my friends and people tagging their friends and I mean, Instagram didn't even exist back then. It was wild. I mean, you make it sound like you've got this small little community in Facebook,
0: but you have millions of followers now across all of your platforms. Tell me a little bit about building that community because you have a magnetic personality and you're sharing images that women clearly want to see and that make them feel more comfortable around you. What has that process been like of you building that community and forming that like vibe that you've got going on over these bathing suits?
1: Honestly, it's the best feeling in the world. The fun thing about Moana, it was never built for money. It was always built for community and for other like-minded women. And that community sense has really stuck to Moana and it has grown so much. We have a private Facebook group with over 12,000 girls in there. Our Instagram and my personal Instagram have just grown so much. And I love sharing raw images online. I feel like it's just so important in today's age as well to show that raw version of yourself. I mean, it's fine to post your pretty shots, but I also think it's so important just to post the real you and it's kind of addictive. I mean, the first time I posted a picture covered in eczema, the feedback I got from the community and just, you know, strangers online was actually really beautiful and very supportive. So they made me feel really good about myself. And in return, it I just kept posting pictures, hoping that it would make them feel good. And the community has just kept growing due to that. Mm.
0: Okay. If you're not already following her, go over to Instagram at Karina with a K Irby. And she's also on TikTok and the business is Moana underscore bikini. So go check out what we're talking about right now. Her posts are absolutely brilliant. A breath of fresh air amidst all of the filtered, photoshopped, edited, retouched, standard mm. IG highlight like reel photos. Anytime soon, start using Babel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babel subscription, but only for our listeners at babble.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B A B B E L over. So in 2018, you posted a before and after photo. It was two shots of your bum. And you said in it, the girl on the left, which is a smaller version of you, was actually unhealthy and unhappy in her body. So I'm curious to know, because for the last two, three years, you've just seemed like you ooze confidence and that you are just vibrant and like in touch with your body and who you are. Can you tell me a little bit about that journey from that girl that we see in the picture? And I'll I'll link to it in the show notes down below so that you can check it out if you're listening right now. The journey from where you were then to where you are now.
1: Yeah, I did have a little moment. I moved up to the Gold Coast and I just kind of became obsessed with my body image for a moment there. I I was still struggling with the eczema. I was trying to fit in and make friends and social media just started to boom. So I was on Instagram. I was seeing all these pretty perfect girls and I was definitely looking at my own self in the mirror and I'm like, "Oh my god, like I don't look like these girls. Like why not? Like we're of the same age. We live in the same kind of locations. Like Oh, God. I put a lot of pressure on myself and I kind of got addicted to cardio for a while. I wasn't trying to lose weight or be like a crazy skinny girl, but I just wanted that look. And I was so uneducated at the time, I didn't even know how to get that look. So I was just eating pretty clean and not as much as what my body needed. And I loved running. I loved listening to my music and going for a run. It's just like my favorite thing to do. So I was doing that too much and I just got pretty little, quite skinny. And I stayed like that for a few years. During that time, I found that I was getting colds and flus very often. My eczema was flaring up a lot. It actually wasn't until I finally ended up going to a gym and doing some personal training and learning about nutrition and educating myself in that field where I was like, oh my God, like I've been making myself unwell, unknowingly, and it's time to get healthy and really listen to my body and not about what's going on on Instagram.
0: Mm, So powerful. I feel like, as you said, you weren't educated enough. And the problem is, is there are so many sources that are trying to educate us on how to be healthy in our body that are saying like, this is what I did, or this is what you should do without knowing our history, our story, our individual bodies. And so health and wellness can feel really confusing at this time. Like there's so much information out there. So I love that you ultimately had to really go back to the drawing board. Sounds like you worked with some people who knew what they were talking about and luckily nudged you in the right direction and then found this incredible community of women who were really there to support you as you are or as you were in every stage.
1: Absolutely. It it was just beautiful and powerful. And it's fun sharing my raw experiences given what I'd been through and hoping that I can also help other people just feel confident with the body that they've been given.
0: Mm. I think – bikinis and bathing suits and lingerie are probably two industries that one would think in order to really show up in this space i have to have a certain body type how did you allowing your body to change and shift and to really start showing up with your eczema to sh- to show up like in whatever form that you were how did that change the business did you notice that There was an increase in sales, a decrease in sales, people
1: unfollowed, more people followed. Like, how did that impact? the whole company? Yeah, that is actually a really great question and I've never even really given it that much thought. It's very interesting with social media M- Moana Bikini's following grew rapidly way before mine so my personal Instagram following an audience came years, years later. Moana always came first. I've always kind of put myself second in the social media space. Like I never went out there going I want to be an influencer. I always want to influence people. Like <laughs> that was never my jam. <laughs> yes. I, I think putting myself out there. And now I've got this reputation to be pretty raw and out there. And I hope an all around good vibe because that is what I go for every day. It is. (laughs) It absolutely is an all around good vibe. A great vibe, I would say. Thank God, because those crazy dance moves that I do, I don't do them for nothing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think it's just really backed Moana more from its original roots, which was just to be confident and feel good and have fun. Like, don't be so serious. And I mean, we get one life, you know, there's no point wasting it. And I just think it's really given Moana a little bit more backing on, you know, that original concept. However, in return, I'm sure that we have made more sales given that my platforms, you know, double of what Moana is. And I know as well that a lot of our followers following me, and they might not necessarily be following Moana because they don't, maybe they don't want to be sold to which is so fine. Maybe they don't want bikini pics and whatnot in their feed, but they're still seeing me being me in the swimwear on social media anyway, because it is a fact. I do live in swimwear. I live on the beach, so I've always been a bikini girl. So I guess it has positively impacted the business. Interesting.
0: I I actually would have thought if I had to guess that you were an influencer first based on your feed and how incredible this following is and that you had then launched... A bikini line. So that's so interesting to hear that it was actually the other way around for you. It was the business. And then and then everyone just fell in love with you after. Like, Who's this girl making
1: these incredible suits with this fun vibe? I absolutely love it. Cool. I mean, like in this day and age, I feel like a lot of people are influencers first and then they use those followers to then create a business. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's 10 years into the future now. So I can see how it's a lot different. I mean, there was no such thing as having a following and then marketing off that following. Right. I'm
0: curious, this is a conversation that I've seen come up with a few influencers and body positivity posters. I'm wondering, do you ever edit your photos to show more texture, to show more, like more, or do you leave them as is? What is your philosophy around all of that?
1: Yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. And I don't do that. I feel like my skin is lumpy and bumpy enough without making it more lumpy and bumpy. However, I do see, cause I follow a lot of body positive girls and I do see them increasing, I guess the definition or the contrast or whatever that is. I'm definitely not against it, but in the same sense, it's almost like Photoshopping in backwards. I don't feel like you should be making yourself look any worse. Not that that's the correct word. Yes, I don't think these girls look bad in the first place. It's just like, I don't think you should be skin smoothing. And I also don't think you should be increasing your cellulite or your scars to make a point I just feel like you should just show up as yourself and be that person mm-hmm. and sometimes when I see girls dramatically increase their cellulite I almost think is this clickbait like are you being genuine with your post his body positive now is like such clickbait status you know a lot of people are jumping on that bandwagon and in my opinion it's good and it's also bad because I don't think it should be for clout I think it should be coming from your heart and. You are trying to make people feel good and maybe you are on a personal journey and you're trying to, you know, like help yourself through other people. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a lot of definition on that picture. Like it just doesn't look as real with, for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I love it. Last week, a big announcement came from Pinterest that they were banning all weight loss ads from the platform. Did you see this news? I did. did I did. Yeah. How fantastic. Yeah. You're happy about it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's phenomenal. I'm so happy that they've done it. And it was really interesting because I did a post about it and I had a few people, not a lot, most people seemed super on board with it, but a few people who were like, this is crazy. We're now promoting obesity. This isn't healthy. People are going to be having heart attacks. Like the society is just backwards. Everything's so politically correct. You know, the ones I'm sure you see them show up on your page. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: just just think it's hilarious because Pinterest is one platform in millions of different platforms on the internet. If you want to go down a weight loss journey, that's awesome. But people are going to Google and people are going to do what they need to do. They're going to go to the gym, Like they don't need Pinterest. Pinterest is not that vibe. (laughs)
0: Right. Well, and you can still look and search for that stuff on Pinterest. It's just not going to pop up when you're looking for the recipe for double fudge brownies, which is the issue that like people aren't asking for it and these ads are pushed towards us. And all of a sudden it's like you're Googling outfit ideas and someone's telling you that you should be losing five pounds or cutting out carbs or whatever it is. Absolutely. So... People can still find it. It's just not there. What's like the most trolly things that people say to you on your feed? Or do you find that that's not really a thing?
1: Oh my God. No, I get trolled all the time. I get called everything you could possibly imagine. Like, how long have you got on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of. Oh my the- God. I get called like a, a fat pig, a cow. Um, I get told to go eat some salad. Um, I get called you know scabby legs I'm contagious you know anything which absolutely baffles me because I'm an Australian size 10 which is still a size small and um yeah I've got eczema but there's people a lot worse off than me I'm still very blessed to be in this body that I have and the reason I like to call these people out publicly and you know, kind of shame them a little bit is like, if you've got the audacity to jump on my profile and do it to me, you're probably doing it to God knows how many other people. And it just takes for you to say one horrible thing to like a person that could be struggling, whether it be a a long time struggle or like in a moment kind of struggle for them to, you know, take serious consequences on their own life. And I just think it's ridiculous. And I won't stand for people being bullies on the internet. Here for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Do you ever take those comments personally? How
0: do you, how do you navigate those comments? And here's why I want to know because a lot of the time with the clients that I work with, there's this inner dialogue of I can't go to the beach and wear a bikini because other people might notice me or other people might think something mean about me or my body. And then here you are putting these pictures out there and people are saying those things to you. How do you deal with it?
1: Yeah, I'm actually pretty good. I'm in a pretty good headspace, especially now. Like, I know who I am. I'm very confident with myself. I love my body. I've turned my eczema situation into a blessing because now I have the opportunity to inspire people. So I'm really confident at this point. And it's taken me a while to get there. So now when people say things to me, I genuinely could actually not care less. If anything, I pass the phone around the table and we have a laugh with friends I mean, I have had comments about my family before, which actually upset me. My dad is in a wheelchair. He had a bit of a freak accident five to six years ago, which has landed him in a wheelchair as a quadriplegic. And I think the nastiest comment to me was, if I get any fatter, I'm going to need a wheelchair like my dad. And that one for me, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But it wasn't for me. It was like, don't bring my dad into this. Like, he's my best friend. Are you kidding All the other little silly ones, uh, couldn't care less, but I do enjoy making a point of them, hoping that I can kind of show them that if you want to publicly advertise yourself, I will help you because I know a lot of people are going to be shaming you for treating others like this.
0: You mentioned you are in a positive space mentally and with your body now. It sounds like you've had highs and lows on that journey of body positivity and self-acceptance. What would you say are sort of three key things that have supported you in feeling better in your body and moving into that space of more acceptance and self-love?
1: That's such a nice question, isn't it? I think for me, it would be my support group of friends around me. I have only a few very close friends. Uh, They love and support me for me. They make me feel good about myself. My partner, Ryan, uh, we've been together for so long now. It's been like seven years. He's my fiancé. And um, back in the day, I didn't think I'd ever get a boyfriend because I was eczema ridden, you know. So he's like my biggest cheerleader, supports me, loves me. He was the one that encouraged me to post my first eczema picture. So he actually really makes me feel special every single day. And then apart from that, the third thing, I guess, that makes me feel like a boss bitch that I want to be and will be forever is myself. I back myself. I like to spend a lot of time with my own self. I like to go for walks. I listen to music. I take time to listen to my own body, to listen to my own mind as well. Cause your heart and I think your mind are two separate voices inside telling you different things. So once you can spend time with your own self and be comfortable with yourself, you're going to be more comfortable around other people as well. You're not going to feel like you have to Be somebody else in order to get friends or attention. I love that.
0: (laughs) Let's dive a little bit deeper into this conversation around eczema because I feel that in the same way that we have such high standards for our body, this whole area of skincare has just been taken to an entirely different level with all of the Photoshop and filters and editing that we see. We know that the skincare market or industry has grown exponentially everyone's talking about their like 17 step skincare thing that they're doing and how to have flawless skin so I think that this is an area where more and more people are becoming self-conscious and it's likely something that you know people have struggled with forever what have you learned from your eczema
1: yeah it's been a fun one not (laughs) Shout out to all my itchy (laughs) girls out there. I got you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think it's important with skincare marketing is to remember that if uh, if it's working for somebody else, it may or may not work for you. And you've got to be open for that. The skin is just a crazy, crazy organ and everyone's going to have a different experience regardless. So I think that's always very important to keep in mind. um, My eczema struggle has being pretty crazy. I've definitely gotten it under control a lot now. That's just through me taking better care of myself, like what we touched on earlier with, you know, fueling my body with the correct food and the correct amount of food. Also just de-stressing myself. I find that stress gets my eczema flared up. I also just scratch unknowingly, which can break the skin and also cause bruising, which is not fun to wake up. And you're like, why the hell am I covered in black circles all over my thighs? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, stress is a big one. So just, you know, if I ever find myself, I guess, a bit high strung, I need to take that time and go for that walk. And also just finding an amazing moisturizer that works for me. I've been using the same moisturizer for so many years now and I will not put it down. Not an ad. Genuinely love it. Yes. Tell us what it is. Tell us what it is. I'm pretty sure you can get it everywhere. I'm not 100% sure, but it's called Ken K. It's with a K. It's called Extra Relief Cream. It comes in a big tub and I order like 30 tubs at a time and it should last me around six months. It's really good. So you have to put it all over? it's mostly you're mostly on your legs that you're experiencing this right yeah but I still have dry skin everywhere so whenever I have a shower I have to cover myself in cream and then I kind of like float around my room naked for like 10 to 15 minutes and let it soak in before I put on my big baggy clothes to lock it in but I've tried every moisturizer sobeline under the sun oh my goodness the money I would have spent on cream is just ridiculous the good thing about this particular cream for me the Ken K is that It actually leaves a tiny little barrier on my skin all day. So for whatever miracle, it doesn't rub off on my clothes. It keeps my skin moist. I don't get dry and flaky and itchy through the day. And I found that cream ages ago. I was just a local chemist and I was like, "Ugh, I mean, I'll try this brand, I guess. And it's been perfect ever since. So I, I love it very, very much.
0: I mean, it's such a testament to the fact of everybody truly is different. There are all these brands and the people making them for the most part have made a product that worked for them most likely and then that they started to use for other people. But there is a certain amount of experimentation that takes place. What's tricky though is, as you said, like it costs so much money, all the trial and error and trying to figure this out and the frustration and the pain and the bruising and the itching and all of the things. I mean, I guess you just kind of have to keep looking until you find something to give you that
1: relief, right? Yeah. And you don't think twice. You're straight back to that chemist. I mean, even back when I was searching, I was not online shopping at all. I was like at every chemist, like even if I open my bottom drawer, just down here to my left, I actually have all these old tubs of kind of like sorbeline creams that I've tried and they were okay. I would use it if I ran out of my good stuff. But like, I've just got so much stuff down there that I'm like, "Eh, subpar didn't work for me. I'll move on to the next one. You just kind of, you've really got to find what works for your skin. It's tricky. It's so hard. It is really tricky and it is really
0: hard. And it's something where I know, especially like if you're out in a bikini often and living your best life as you should be able to do, no matter what your skin looks like, It can bring a high level of insecurity for people because it is one of the first things that other people see. Mm -hmm. At this point, if you have a flare up or it's there, are you thinking about it or noticing it or do you just own it? And you're like, this is just does not define me.
1: Both. If I wake up in the morning and if this is bad, but I'm trying to change my mindset, But every single morning when I wake up, I sleep naked. So I take my dooney off. And the first thing I do is I actually look down at my legs to see what have I woken up with. And even though now I'm nowhere near waking up in flares anymore, that was more in my like early to mid twenties and teens. But um, it's a habit that I do every single morning. And it's it's really disappointing because it's the first thing I look at. And the first thing that my brain is focusing on, which I'm really trying to work on my own self. But let's just say I wake up and I have had a flare up. I go to the mirror and I don't even actually look at myself in the mirror. I always have my back to the mirror. I shower, I get out, I put my cream on, I let the cream absorb. And then I don't know what happens, but it's in that moment. I'm like, I'm just going to put on some cheesy music. Like I'm talking Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls, like (laughs) Mandy Moore. I don't know anything. (laughs) Bring it on. I want to sing along. And that is when I'll put my music on. And for some reason that will just literally transform my whole mindset all of a sudden I feel like the baddest girl in the world. I'm singing, I'm carrying on. And it's in that moment later that I realize, Hey, my personality and my mental presence is so much bigger than my skin. Like, remember it. I love who I am. I love my personality and I love to make people feel good and smile. And I just don't want to be focusing on my eczema. I also recognize that there's people out there that are a lot worse off and I mean, I can still have that sympathy for my own self, but I don't want it to define me. Even if I catch my, myself in those moments where I am having a, a little sad thing, I can definitely click myself back. It's just about creating the correct vibe, I think, and giving yourself that little that little moment to be thankful. <laughs> oh, remember it. Remember
0: it. It's the personality. It's the joy that you exude. It's how you show up for others that they're most going to remember. I've heard this a lot, actually, as you were saying this, I know you said, I know it's bad that I think this way, or it's bad that I check my legs first thing in the morning. And often in coaching sessions, someone, I know it's bad that I feel this way, but I'm not happy in my body yet. Or I'm every time I go to the bathroom, I'm pinching my tummy or noticing it. I'd like to invite everyone who's listening right now and yourself included to just give yourself some grace. Like, For you, you probably woke up for years, months, weeks, however long it was with the possibility of flares on your legs. So it makes sense that you're checking that. And if you're struggling with your body or you're not feeling great or you're looking in the mirror and you're not quite happy with what you see, judging yourself for that really just sort of adds to the pile of shame and guilt that we already feel. So can you give yourself some grace because we're all a bunch of women who are living in a world... Where so often the messaging is you're not enough. It's not okay. It's too big. It's too bumpy. It's too itchy. It's too scratchy. It's all, all the things. And so the last thing that we need to add is more guilt or shame or frustration towards ourselves. So just notice that you're doing that thought. And as you said, uh, you're working on adjusting it and shifting it and creating new patterns, but also like you're doing really well.
1: That was really beautiful.
0: Yeah. And it's not your fault that you feel that way. There's a lot of messages out there and a lot of things that have led you to that point. So again, just like softening, compassion, grace towards yourself, all the things.
1: Compassion is so important. I'm learning about that a lot now. And you're right. It definitely is a life changer. What does that mean to you? What's compassion to you? I actually have been speaking to a therapist about all this kind of stuff, which is new for me. And it's been really eye-opening. I always thought I had compassion towards myself, I guess, but she's really been challenging me when I'm using certain words that are harsh on my own self. And I might not be meaning it in a harsh way, but it's just how I've almost been brought up to speak to myself now, given social media and I guess just what we see online. So for me now, compassion is basically just taking a minute for myself and allowing myself to feel sad or mad or angry happy whatever I want to feel in that moment and accepting it because no matter what we're going through whether it be skin or a mental health thing or you know something physical like we all need to take that time and let ourselves feel how we want and don't put any judgment on ourselves because we are entitled and allowed to feel like that and allowing ourselves to have that compassion is actually like a breath of fresh air because there's no judgment there and you're like you know what Oh, that feels so good to just give myself that minute to just be compassionate with my own self. It's really lovely.
0: Oh, therapy and the gifts that it gives just like last a lifetime. So brilliant what you just said and so, so important. And so many girls and women need that little reminder to just speak kindly to themselves, to accept, to allow. Okay, last question for you even though I feel like I could keep asking you a million questions. (laughs) If I was to send you to a little deserted island and you could bring with you three things that would support your overall wellness, what three things would you bring? That is such
1: a fun and terrifying question. (laughs) Hmm, All right. Well, number one, I would definitely take my Ken K. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I knew that that was going to be in that backpack. Especially like being on the beach and in the sun, my skin's going to get so dry. It's going to be horrible. Um, can I bring my um, fiance?
0: Yes, you can. You can bring your <laughs> fiance and that is a very smart decision, I would say.
1: Well, he like just loves and supports me. It makes me feel safe. So he can, he can squeeze he on can come. there. Hmm, okay. So now for my third, this is good. I am going to take a backpack filled of snacks. Oh, food. If we're not taking it too seriously, like I'm talking snacks, like I want some M&Ms, like I want some like chocolate chip waffles with Nutella.
0: That sounds amazing. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag at Karina Irby at Raw Beauty Talks. And I want you to tell us what snack you would pack in your backpack. And remember that the snacks that we're picking are like the fun ones the fun snacks. I would bring chips. I mean, I'm like, I can't stop with the chips. Wait, what flavor chips? Flavors. I mean, I don't discriminate, to be honest. The only ones that I don't love are like a tortilla chip that doesn't have a lot of salt on it. Yeah, like I Like the that. basic B tortilla chips are not for me. No. Salt and vinegar, all dressed. Ruffles, Sour Cream and Onion, Miss Vicky's, Plain. I love them all.
1: I'm starving. Do you know it's 9 a.m. here where I am and it's... (laughs) It's going to be a cheat day, guys. It's going to be a cheat day. <laughs> uh, thank you so
0: much for joining me for this conversation and for sharing a little piece of your world. Everybody, uh, again, follow at Karina follow, Irby, follow at Moana underscore bikini. We'll make sure that we link to everything down below. It's been such a joy chatting with you and following along on your journey. I just cannot thank you enough for the beautiful content that you're putting out in the world. It's so needed.
1: Thank you so much for having me and even just letting me um, chat on here. I've been listening to you for uh, quite some time and it just feels even surreal to be seeing your face on the computer. What? (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. Have a beautiful day.
0: Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app, And share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week.